For centuries, humans have been growing alongside our botanical brethren. Our histories have mixed and mingled to bring us modern medical marvels, faded folklore, and everything in between. Of course, in order to understand the plant, we have to start with its roots. I'm M. Grebner Gaddis, and this is Rooted. Dacus carota, also known as Queen Anne's lace or wild carrot, is native to the temperate parts of Europe and Asia, but has also spread to North America and Australia. Part of this cultivation is believed to be intentional, especially from early European colonizers who used the plant in medicine and in food. However, the vast majority of this spread is believed to have been unintentional, with the plant stowing away in seed bags, on clothing, and in animal fur, all in hopes for an opportune place to drop and grow. Queen Anne's lace is part of the Apaceae family, just like caraway, coriander, cumin, celery, and parsley. All members of the Apaceae family are umbellifers, which basically means that their flowers look kind of like upside-down umbrellas. Famously, a lot of the members of this family look the same, so paying attention to the little details really matters here. Queen Anne's lace is a biannual, which means it has a two-year lifespan. In the first year, Queen Anne's lace stays low to the ground and grows only its leaves. It sends all of the nutrients to the taproot for winter, and the next spring, it uses that stored energy to shoot up long green stalks with a large, flat flower head. The flower itself is made up of tons of little white flowers, with a cluster of purple flowers in the center. The stem is hairy, green, and gets woodier as the season progresses. Once it's ready to go to seed, the flower starts to dry up and close in on itself, creating a shape that many refer to as bird's nests. It will continue to dry as the seeds begin to form, starting as small green pods, but developing a brown outer casing with thick spines, perfect for latching onto clothing or fur. Once the flower head is completely dry, it can detach from the stalk and blow like a tumbleweed, giving it an even better chance to spread. The root of this plant looks like a standard carrot, with a few distinct differences. The first of which is that it isn't orange. Instead, it's a long, thin, yellowish-white root. It's a little less robust or flavorful than our modern-day carrots, but we all start somewhere. While all parts of Queen Anne's lace are edible, it's important to note that this plant looks almost identical to poison hemlock to the untrained eye. Some key differences are that Queen Anne's lace has a flat top, while poison hemlock has a top that's more rounded, Queen Anne's lace has a purple flower in the center, while poison hemlock does not, poison hemlock has purple splotches on its hairless stems, while Queen Anne's lace has a green and hairy stem, and Queen Anne's lace root smells just like carrots when dug up. You might be wondering why it's called Queen Anne's lace. Well, there are a few variations of the story, but here's the gist. Queen Anne loved lace and was a very talented lace maker. One day, upon seeing the flower, she was inspired to make lace as beautiful as it was. 
pricked her finger while tatting and got a single drop of blood in the center, staining her lace and the flower forever. Some versions of the story say she challenged her handmaids to sew the lace, but joined in herself. And others say that the drop of blood is actually a tragic symbol of her struggle with fertility. Queen Anne had a total of 17 pregnancies, and while she longed to be a mother, none of her children lived to adulthood. The thing about Anne, though, is that she was a total badass. Despite all the hardships she endured, including the loss of her husband and two young daughters to smallpox in a matter of months, she ruled Britain as a queen after her father died without birthing another heir, despite her stepmother's attempt to stage one. If you haven't looked into her story, I highly suggest you do. But back to her flower. Due to its versatility and uncanny ability to grow anywhere, it should come as no surprise that Queen Anne's lace has found applications in both magic and medicine for centuries. Ancient Greeks created love spells with it that made men more passionate while encouraging women to be submissive. Apparently, Caligula served carrots at a feast in the hopes of inducing a quote-unquote delightful orgy for his viewing pleasure. What a freaking creep early Romans used it as a catch-all antidote against poisons. The story goes that Mithridates VI, king of Pontus, with a little help from doctors of the time, concocted a substance called Mithridatium. It was sort of a paste made of carrots, parsley, anise, and a few other things. He would eat a glob the size of an almond every day to protect him from the poisons he was sure someone was trying to dose him with. At one point, he even poisoned himself, just to see if anything would happen. He lived through that, but was later stabbed to death. You win some, you lose some, I guess. Queen Anne's lace has also been used in fertility rituals by a variety of cultures, as carrot is believed to increase fertility in women and potency in men. It's also said to represent purity, or the purity of intentions, as it has antiseptic properties. Of note, these seeds are actually said to bring on menstruation, and were used as a sort of early contraceptive. To this day, it's advised that women who are pregnant or hoping to become pregnant not ingest these seeds. Early 19th century doctors believed that if they hollowed out a carrot, filled it with a patient's urine, and then hung it to dry near a chimney, it would cure jaundice and bedwetting. Just a little gem to share with you all. Carrots have also been used throughout history to soothe a variety of stomach issues. Because they contain so many vitamins and minerals, they're often touted as being helpful for our eyes by preventing night blindness and cataracts, and great for helping with jaundice and scurvy but only when they're being eaten, not peed into. Due to our rich history with Queen Anne's lace, it continues to play vital roles in our ongoing research and recipes. It's being studied to help us better understand how to make our food crops take on traditional weedy characteristics like immunity to pests 
ability to withstand drought or changing climates, adaptability, and regeneration, characteristics that tend to be bred out of our food crops over time. Today, Queen Anne's lace also continues to be a popular plant for foragers, herbalists, and witches alike. People will often make a tincture out of it to soothe their stomachs, collect the tops to fry, and dig up the root in early spring for a tasty addition to salads. Because Queen Anne's lace is considered a weed, harvesting it is generally considered to be a great way to stop the spread. But like we talked about earlier, you need to be really careful before snacking on anything you find in the wild. If you aren't 100% sure it's a wild carrot, meaning you don't see the purple center flower, hairy stems free of purple specks, and you aren't smelling carrot, you definitely shouldn't eat it. If you want to get into foraging, be sure to do your research on what grows natively in your region and consider joining a local foraging group. That's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed learning a bit more about a weed you've probably seen a million times, but maybe never knew anything about. Before we go, you need to know about something delightful I found in my research for this episode. The World Carrot Museum. It's the world's first and only virtual carrot museum, and knowing it exists brings me endless joy. Unfortunately, it looks like their website isn't up and running, but they're still active on Twitter. You can find them at Carrot Museum, and our friends at the Library of Congress have some captures. If you want to check them out, see the link in our show notes, or check out the transcripts for this week's episode at rootedpod.com. If you liked the show, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at rooted.pod. We're on YouTube at rooted.podcast, and check out our website, rootedpod.com, for transcripts, updates, and so much more. Thanks for being here, and until next time, be kind to yourselves, be kind to the earth, and just like a plant, drink your water.